And Thursday, we're here. Um, hey everybody, it's Jacob Bosecker here on the Side Hustle. Um, once again, we're making this new second podcast a week here for a few few weeks here after going to the Spartan Media Fest there with the Spartan Up podcast team. We got so much content, guys, from that, from that trip. Um, and I got to sit down with old friends and talk to some people, some new people, some old people. And I'm really excited to bring this episode to you because this is a person near and dear to my heart that I feel like not enough people in the community know who Andy Hardy is. Um, so if you don't know Andy Hardy, Andy's a good friend of mine. I first met Andy when she was doing the workout tour on one of my first years there, and I went to the workout tour. It was at a, it was at this facility in Indianapolis, right next to Train Yard Three One Seven. There, um, they have a lot of military establishments there and stuff. And it was in the basketball gym, like on a Friday night. So I drove up, and Andy Hardy and Don Devani, who are two people that have been with Spartan for a very, very, very long time. Um, man, there's so many people I want to bring on this. Like uh, Don actually just reached out to me this past week, and he would love to record a podcast with us. Um, that just so many crazy stories about these guys. So anyway, I meet Andy and Don, and I become friends with both of them. Later that summer, I end up helping out Don with um, with the death race and doing some stuff with him when he's helping out Joe with the death race. And Andy continues on, continues doing the workout tour. Now she's in charge of the workout tour. She's in charge of so many things now for Spartan, the hurricane heats. And she's just a great gal um, who is the embodiment of what this sport can do to you and change you. And I'm really excited to bring that to you. Um, yeah, just really cool stuff. Another really cool side portion to this whole thing is where technology takes us. So I'm so excited by where technology has taken me in the sport and just how things have evolved from at the time there I had no idea what podcasting was I had never edited a video I never I was just a guy who could do some burpees and run around um, and here I am sitting here five years later six years later now seven wow seven seven years later now yeah six years later six years it's going on year seven um, able to make a podcast from my phone with a microphone and try to learn better about quality. Um, along this way though, we've seen a lot of rise in things like video editing, photoshopping. Um, and even with Andy, I was really excited. I got to do the first, um, one of the first live feeds Spartan ever did with her uh, from the workout tour in Indiana there. So and it, it's crazy, but live streaming was just new on Facebook. And it was like, oh, you can go live now. Just hit go live, and you can go live, and people can watch you. And me and Andy had access to the Spartan feed. We were at a workout tour that weekend. It was the only thing that was going on. And we just went back and forth doing some workout tour videos there with Spartan. And it was a blast. And it's so cool to see now where we're sitting here years later where we can watch live streams of races and watch feeds and check out things where we've got the streaming wars coming up now with how we, how we ingest media as a as a freaking whole community and world and watching that disruption to that kind of network it's it's just mind-boggling for me it's it's just so cool anyway i'm so glad to meet people like this and have people like this along my 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 journey and path in this sport and this life so anyway without further ado here is a great episode on personal growth with andy hardy 
And what's up, everybody? This is Jacob Bosecker here uh, back at the Supercast, um, kind of doing our side hustles, we're calling this here in the offseason. I want to talk about uh, this episode is being recorded at the Spartan Media Fest, brought to you by ATP Science. ATP Science is a multi-award winning health supplement company, and they've done a great job here putting together uh, this amazing media fest here for us, and we're just happy to be here and provide a great space that's nice and quiet because sometimes it's hard to find a space that's quieter and <laughs> for media, especially in our sport. But I have got a great old friend on the podcast here with me today, Andy Hardy. You might know her from the Spartan Workout Tour. You might know her from the community. Uh, she's worn lime green for as God as long as I know her. And um, Andy, we're just happy to have you here today. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. You know, Andy, we've been friends for quite a while. <laughs> yes, back to the very, my beginning days, I think. We met maybe in Indiana, one of my very first races. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's been such a rodeo seeing the sport evolve from, from where we were then. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is growth and kind of the sport and where it's grown and where we were five years ago. So five years ago, Andy, when we first met kind of at like maybe let's say the Indiana race there at Haspen Acres, what did your life look like? Oh my gosh, even, I mean, I've been at this for... You were at this more than me, though. I've been around for, oh, over seven years. But yeah, um, even even five years ago, I was just coming on racing crazy. I call that crazy, like every other weekend, going to races, sleeping traveling all over, sleeping on floors, crushing 10 people in a room, whatever it took to get there, driving, flying, buses... However, putting the cheapest it way you could yeah, I would even go on Facebook and say, "Hey, I'm showing up in New Jersey. Anybody arriving at? Can anybody pick me up at the airport? You know, strangers, kind of strangers, um, just to get to a race, to be there, to race, to be a part of the community." And um, so I was racing quite a bit still, but then just coming on with Spartan as well, working for Spartan, volunteering for Spartan, anything Spartan I could do. I mean, it was it was truly my lifestyle. Spartan was my lifestyle. It was I raced. I my friends were all a part of the community, and um, so exciting days. Exciting to see where where Spartan has come from those days, where I've come, where my friends such as you have come in that amount of time and you know never imagined back then that my life would still be so full of of what I'm doing and my friend and to, and that even the friends would be a lot of the same friends like the friendships oh, absolutely. lifelong friends that were being built and and you don't know that at the time of course every friend that you meet you hope they're a lifetime friend but you don't really know that until years later until you run through the mud with them for exactly. a good eight miles <laughs> exactly and i was talking to my friend josh puckert about this the other day and i we were talking about kind of like how the sport changes you as a person mm -hmm. and we were definitely discussing how we feel the trials and the more things that we go together out here just the deeper that makes those bonds as friendship and people and and just the sport evolve um and and we evolve as people right and the question is like, what? What's the next step for us all? Like, what's? Mm -hmm. Where is this going? What are we doing with it? Um, and w where are we going? Um, so, Andy, what is your background in the sport? What What is your current role okay. at Spartan? So, uh, my background. Um, I started um, my my first OCR race was in two thousand eleven. Uh, Spartan was one of those building up to it. If I train for it, I'll do it. Maybe okay. maybe I can do it. It was going to be a one and done. Check it off the list. I did it. Um, I was at the time my career was I was a teacher mm -hmm. 
And what were you teaching? That's what I knew: special needs kids, kids okay. that had issues, kids that had ADHD, kids that couldn't sit still, kids that had dyslexia. I mean, kids that were like me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just had my heart was for went out to those kids because I knew what a struggle I had as a student growing up in high school and even struggling through college. And my heart went out to them like I wanted to help them. I wanted to help them become something to follow dreams. And a lot of times, the kids that had needs special uh, needed adaptations or whatever um, were kind of cast aside and so I was working at a school where all these kids were basically kicked out of public school and so I felt a connection to them because I knew what it was like to make have those struggles and um, they followed everything I did of course they looked up to me we did burpees in the classroom we went marching out in the you know the play yard I did PE with them and um, they followed my races and and things like that Um, but yeah, back in the beginning, I did. It was going to be a one and done. Um, I did. My story is, I I am very competitive at heart, but yet mm-hmm. I was a very shy person. Like part of the reason I taught kids is because I was petrified of being in front of adults. <laughs> like I didn't want to talk to adults. I was that shy kid that sat in the back of the room and hid behind my textbooks. Um, I was so shy, and so um, being but very competitive person. So I signed up for an elite heat. And then I'm like, why did I do this? Oh my gosh, I can't get up there with, with all of these top athletes. The guys don't even wear shirts. But then, but then you, started you started too. You started too. So though, I started, and I started in that heat. I asked, can I please move to an open heat? And they said, no, you have to be in this heat. <laughs> and I said, I don't belong here. And they said, get out there and do it. You belong there. And Andy, so there. I started at the end, and somehow when I finished and crossed the finish line, they said, we'll see you at the podium. And I said, what? And they said, we'll see you at the podium for the awards. Be there. And I said, what are you talking about? And they said, you got second. I said, no way. How? Yeah, girl. Yeah. And they were like, you're in second place female. And like, over all the females? Like, and um, I mean, I had worked hard. I had trained really hard for about three months, do yeah. my burpees every day. Like, you know, I really did train hard. I, and um, I went out there, I focused, like I had that internal drive. And when I finished at the time, um, the awards that they gave out were, uh, you got a Spartan helmet for first, a okay. sword for second and a dagger for third. And so I got this sword and I'm that like- That is so old school though. That is so <laughs> Spartan. And so then it was like, now, that wait is a so minute savage. here. I have a sword. How can you be a Spartan without a helmet? And so that was my drive. Now I'm I gotta going, get I've got to get, I've got to get the helmet. So I went on to another race, trained a little bit harder, cleaned up my diet a little bit. And, um, like I've got to win, I've got to win and went on. Well then back in the day we had something called the founders day race. Mm-hmm. First time they do some more something. This was, so they had this founders race. I didn't know they didn't give away the helmet. I won that race, didn't get the helmet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oh, okay, fine, then I'm going to have to go to New York and get my helmet. So I chased <laughs> after this helmet because that was like my motivation, but I also was feeling really good. My life had changed quite a bit. Good. I had really, I, you know, and now I was fit. Um, I was feeling good. Um, le- I was getting a lot more confidence where I could actually talk to people and meet people. Yeah. And, and like a lot of things were changing in me. So I went to New York, got my helmet, but then I was addicted. I was like, but I love this feeling. I love I want to I meet all back. these people. <laughs> like I met incredible people and we just went on this journey. I kept going, now let me try a beast. Maybe I can do a beast. Okay. Went on and did a beast. And then What was your first beast? Where did you um, do your first Utah. Utah. When Utah okay. used to have a beast. It was and being out in the desert. All I remember Beautiful. is the sage, smelling sage everywhere. And like I just went out like I'm gonna go have a good time and um 
and then I did really well and I had a really really good season but then I was so addicted to not just racing but I was I fitness and working out and, and workout routines and the people, the people were incredible. The, the people that I met, I was, I couldn't wait until the next race to go be with these people. And then I came on um, and I'd hang around. I'd hang around all weekend with the venue, getting to know people in the merchandise tent, getting to know the race directors, getting to know At the bottom um, line, the you build just want to crew. dive into this I community. I did. I knew everybody <laughs> and I would have, I would have the build crew cheering for me at races go Andy go because I took the time to get to know them because I was so appreciative to have something in my life that I absolutely loved and and um, I felt good about and so I just kept doing that for several years and um, Joe called me one day and said I want you to go to a race and bring in the last racer I want you to go bring in the last racer go to races and do that so I'd go race and then I'd go out with the last heat and bring in whoever was the last people and tell their listen to their story help them through incredible rewarding because then I have the balance of I'm racing for me mm -hmm. but I'm racing for other people as well and helping them and being being motivational to them um and so then, then the, the job came open. Um, they needed somebody to lead the workout tour, and that's how I came on with that and gave up my career as a teacher, as a classroom teacher, but then taking on the new role as, in a way, as a teacher, as a workout tour um, coordinator and lead coach and um, did the whole SGX thing and... Um, just get really getting involved in a whole nother level so now not just a racer but now I'm looking at coming on things at a, at a whole another side of things so I I did more workout tours than racing but I loved it I love going out there yeah, yeah. and to speak in front of I had over 500 people at one of my workout tours and for me being that shy girl in the back of the class like now to leading 500 people, 500 people watching them do petrifying burpees. petrifying but somehow I found it in me but my passion I believe my passion for what I was doing helped me overcome that fear and not to say whenever I stand in front of people I'm as nervous as can be I get sick to my stomach nervous but I've overcome that because what I speak about is I'm so passionate about and how this community has changed me how this sport how this company has changed me as a person and I think for better um oh I would you know um, but you know I would say that Andy though it's always from a who you are it's right. grounded in a great place there with mm -hmm. helping kids and helping special needs kids it's there it was just tapping into it and making it even in more another way yeah so, and now it's like you know that's my whole purpose I've sat back um, probably about a year ago I really sat back and said you know what's my purpose in life like really like what is my purpose why am I here what am I doing but I think it's not bad to have that self-check every now and then. Oh, absolutely. And I said, my my purpose, I want to make this world a better place. I do. And how do you do that? By touching people in positive ways. In any way you can do that, whether it's quietly you touch them or in a loud way you touch them. Like, I mean, uh, I don't, you know, I'm okay with helping people and never being recognized by it either. I think that that is something really rewarding in that when you help people and they don't really know who helped you or they don't see that but um you know it doesn't always need to be just, about you no it's, it's exactly just about helping them get a little further. there's so much bigger to life i love to stand on the top of the podium don't get me wrong yeah, i yeah. love to be there it's a great there's, day it's a huge feeling but i think the greater feeling is knowing that you help somebody accomplish something in their life that they felt they couldn't without you or that you help turn them in a direction that completely turned their life around or that 
Um, you help them open their eyes to something new or a new path that they're following. And you had a little play in that. To me, that is so, so much more rewarding than standing on a podium because you forget about who the winner is. Who won oh, that race? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, that person. But I think the greater good that you can do the world is, is to touch people's lives. And so I feel like my, my role with Spartan is, is to touch people's lives and to help them, help facilitate growth in them and to make them a better person which in turn the more people that become better people all around and make the world a better place all in all oh i i agree a thousand percent you know and so i'm starting now uh for the people that are listening here um to start getting into announcing a little bit and it's it's a new venue for me something i didn't always expect to have Mm -hmm. Uh, or even like like you said can i do this and i'd spoke in front of people i've been a musician before and performer and different things but the question was like could I be the guy to, to rile people up and to get them to go out? And um, so last weekend I was sitting there in front of, you know, these waves of like, you know, 50 people, 50, 100 people, each each wave. And there's a wall that they jumped over the start. And I just kind of, you know, welcomed them to the community. That's kind of how we started everything. And then I said, you know, here's the thing. You jumped over that wall. And as soon as you did, you conquered an obstacle on a course. You are now a part of a community. How many people are here for the first time? And you'd have, you know, seven, eight people, 10 people, 15 people raise their hand. I said, welcome to the family. And suddenly these other people would start clapping for them. And it was like mm-hmm. the faces and expressions that they had just lit up, Andy. And it's it's a the good feeling. thing. It's yes. a real good thing. Knowing that you have those people to feel welcome to something that they were uneasy about. But you had that. You know, it's... Play. There, there was a... I'm a huge fan of 21 Pilots right now, if you know the band. Um, but there's... The, the new album Trench came out this year, and I've been listening to it on repeat and repeat and repeat. But there's, there's been this line that keeps resonating with me. In Trench, I'm not alone. And in, in the in the That's battles so of life, like we're not alone. Like you don't have to look far. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as you think, you know, I'm a pretty independent person. I like to think that I can do it myself. I can do. It. I don't like to ask for help. I don't like to, you know, I feel like a failure if I have to have help. But I've also realized we can't get through life alone. No, Whether can't. it be physically, emotionally, um, people that we know, we can't do it alone. And if we accept a community to help us, like you said, in the trenches, you're not you're not alone. There's other people that have been through something similar or that you can and connect sometimes, with. And sometimes even just knowing that mm-hmm. is all you need. Right. Sometimes just that simple fact is all you need. Right. Just... Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's a good thing. I'm glad. We're, I'm glad we're doing this, Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean. So then your 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 career see. continued on. You you kept um, doing these yeah, these workout so, tours. And then the opportunity came to take on the to be the director of the Hurricane Heat um, globally. And of course, I mean, I didn't think twice. I'm like, of course, sure, I'd love to. What does that mean? I don't know, but I'll do it. And I feel like that's a lot of things with Spartan. (laughs) You don't. You just trust. You trust that because now I have the confidence Mm -hmm. where back five years ago, six years ago, I'd have been like, oh, let me think about it. I don't know. What if I fail? Now I'd like, okay, so what if I fail? I failed a lot of things. But I also know, yes, I get very sad when I fail. I don't want to fail. I can beat myself up about it. But you know what? You pick yourself up and you get going and you're stronger, you're smarter, and people, and I think people respect you more too if they know you're human and you do yeah, fail, just yeah. like everybody else. Yeah. Like, is the people who never fail that you think is, oh my God, they're, um, 
you idolize them like I want to be like that but you know what they have failures too everybody does and and so I'm not afraid to fail anymore do I I'm a perfectionist still I want everything oh, yeah, perfect yeah. I want everything to be the best I, I could possibly <laughs> get and everything that pretty much everything I do if I don't feel like I'm going to give my 100% I'm probably not going to do it because yeah. It's not, my, my heart's not in it. But when my heart's in it, I'm probably overkill. We're all like, or nothing people. We are, <laughs> for <or> sure. <laughs> we are. And like, that, even being here this weekend in Tahoe, like, um, no, they didn't necessarily really need me here. And I'm not able to race yet, but I wanted to be here. So what am I going to do? Volunteer wherever I can. Help out yeah. wherever I can. Cheer on my friends. Just, I wanted to be around this community of people. You know. And it's. There's nothing better. This is the first time in my seven years in the sport that I'm not going to be running the world championship. And, but I cannot explain to you. Like, I hope I run to, um, on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I, I hope I do. And we're probably going to be throwing this out after the race and after the fact. But Sunday morning, I am so pumped to follow my friends around and cheer people on mm -hmm. and be yelling at them and blowing, blowing a horn and, and being a goofball. And it, it runs me back to... I was being rabbit. I was rabbit for a race in Ohio. Oh, no, it was the Chicago race last year. Okay. And Faye Stinning was up there running, running gun because it was mm -hmm. a national series race. And she's like, who's this guy coming up here with, with a, oh, oh, hey, it's Jacob. Okay. <laughs> but it's like seeing a familiar face like that. It's just like, right. yeah, hey, girl, it keep is. going, keep going. It is. <laughs> and people used to, like, like I said, when I'd have build crew cheering for me during a race, it gives you that extra energy. And you might be out there in the back we're back, you know, two, three miles where nobody can get there to cheer you on. But yet somebody says, go, Andy, go. Like, and you just, it just helps All right, you. I'm going. <laughs> and just to have those cheerleaders out there. Um, you know, I rarely went to a race with anybody. I normally went to a race on my own by myself. But I always felt like I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. like, even coming out here, like, okay, what am I doing out here? Who am I, who do I really know? Oh, I know tons of people. I'm not really alone. So... Um, yeah, having being, I think it, what you're doing on Sunday, cheering on your friends, as I will be as well, just cheering for people. Yeah. Somebody, you know, what, what, how that's really going to help them get through their races too, seeing familiar faces or hearing their name or, or whatever it is. Um, that's an important place to be. Spectators are very important. They have a very important role. And, we can't always race. Sometimes it, sometimes we need to give, I feel we need to give back in, in whatever ways we can give back to the race, to the community. And see, that's that's finding our role and finding our niche and stuff. It's so interesting because it's, I never thought of myself as taking a media approach and starting a podcast and making videos and stuff and doing this, but, but here I am and, you know, it, it feels fun. And we live in a time now where we can do things like this, like, Andy, you're sitting here. I'm. I've got my phone plugged into a microphone, <laughs> and we find a, found a nice little quiet spot here, and some pretty nice, comfy chairs. It's a beautiful um, place. <laughs> but who would have guessed we would be here seven years ago? I know when we were <laughs> racers. But now we can do. We can be both. We can be racers. We can. You. You'll be healthy again soon. I'll be healthy again soon. We'll be back out there on that race course. But we know we've got other roles, not just one. Where, Absolutely. Um, you're just stuck in one role, but there's. It's many aspects to our world of what we do. And right. I think the best part is if you can embrace every moment. Yes, you can. exactly. And um, I always say, you know, one Love of my the little things is I always find a moment to be grateful, whether I'm racing, Absolutely. no matter where I am, um, wherever I'm traveling, I take a moment to just be grateful. Like 
Annie, wow, you are so lucky. You are here right now. Yes, you might be working and you might have zero sleep and you might be bouncing from one airplane to another <laughs> and, you know, and... <laughs> whatever. But you know what? You are so lucky. How many people would die to do what you're doing? And, and yeah, uh, uh, traveling and racing can look glorious to people who are not doing it. Yeah. And it's not always glorious, especially those moments uh, of hypothermia on the not. top of Tahoe here. Yeah. Um, but, but I think... Um, I always try to find a moment of gratitude and I will this weekend too. Like there's going to be that moment of like, Oh my gosh, I'm really here. Look at these mountains. Look at this. Look at these amazing athletes. Look at these amazing people I'm around. Take a second. So bring it all. Yes. (laughs) And so I think that helps. It really helps bring it all together in one. And, and when I'm a racer, I do that during a race too. I find a one moment somewhere during that race to be thankful for the ability to be racing because being injured, you know what it's like now we're like, Oh, we want to race. Why can't we be racing? It's you, you miss it. But, um, there but it makes t- it that much sweeter when it you does, get back. It does, because there's been times in racing, like, I'm like, why am I doing this? I shouldn't do this anymore. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I want to be done. But then it's these moments where you like, you know what? I am grateful. I'm grateful for what opportunities I've had. And I try to look at that, too. Like, this might be my last race. I might not ever be able to. But you never know. You never you know never if tomorrow's know. your last you day. You never know. So if you can live each day to the fullest and embrace every moment, embrace every opportunity, whether it's an opportunity for you yourself or an opportunity to help others and um, give them the best moments they can have. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent mm-hmm. with you. So it's exciting what you're doing. I'm excited to see where I'm you excited what you're doing. I'm excited so to see where the hurricane so. goes, and yeah. and just us as a community, where all of us are going. Exactly. So Andy, uh, we're we're wrapping stuff up here. Um, where can people find you? Obviously, at you know at the workout tours and the hurricane yep. heats. And um, Instagram, you can find me barbed wire queen of green. Yeah. Still my favorite things, but um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, give me a shout out if you see me out on the course out. Anywhere, send me send me a message. Give her some love, guys. She's she's a she's been an OG, and we've loved her so much. Andy, um, thank you. What big things do you have planned for 2020? Um, I am coming back. I am yeah. starting. I'm not um, like my injury. I should be healed. By I've been given the green light to race starting in January. So I am coming back. I have some plans for some Spartan races coming up in 2020, and. Um, of course, hurricane heats. You'll see me out there. You'll see me at workout tours. But racing wise, I have a few comeback races planned. So you'll see me out there on the course, and I'll be smiling in the barbed wire. Awesome. Thank you so much for being <laughs> right, on, Andy. We you love for you. Thank you for the time. Thanks for having me. No problem. And that's the episode. Um, once again, a great time with talking with Andy. Shortly after that happened, we continued on for dinner that night, talked to more old friends. Um, got to see just a lot of friends at the VIP and the media stuff that they were doing there, run around with pro athletes. And then later that weekend, uh, everything hit the fan. We had snow and we had a world championship and crowned uh, Nicole and Killian king and queen of the mountain, basically. <laughs> and it was just a great time. There's so many friends like this that I want to reach out and get on and to do a special interview with. Um, Don is another one I want to bring on. Mentioned him at the beginning of the podcast. Another one, though, would be Anthony Matisse, who's a really old friend of mine, who's, once again, a lot of people probably know. and Some people know, some people don't know. Um, but there's just so many people there behind the scenes. Um, Dustin, it would be great to pull him in. Um, God, so many amazing, cool people behind the scenes, and they've got just so many amazing stories, like Andy, um, where the sport has just turned their life around and, and changed them into something entirely different but 
the cool thing is I've never seen Andy not being Andy, and that's just fun. So once again, um, thank you to all of our people that listen to the Supercast and the Side Hustle now, which we've done two episodes. We've got a few more coming out here. Um, if you like the Side Hustle and like the concept of doing the Side Hustle, please reach out to me and Leah. Let us know. Um, I'd love to continue it on in some fashion after I get done with these things that we recorded at the Spartan Media Fest and kind of the things from the Media Fest. Um, reach out to us. As always, you know, um, the Supercast from Bruce Yard is brought to you by Vanga CBD. Vanga CBD is the... It, it, it's great stuff, guys. Check it out. Code BROCR. Get 15% off. Um, joint inflammation. Better sleep. I've had some people ask me about it this past few weeks. Really excited to bring another uh, podcast on here in the next few weeks, just with the Vanga guys and possibly with VJ and um, with Heather Golnick, some of their athletes here, and talk about what it's done for them. Um, additionally, you know, BROCR, the Supercast has been brought to you by Human Octane. Human Octane is a great apparel company. Uh, Good stuff for OCR. I, I swear by the stuff. I live in the stuff. Um, use it. It's it's good stuff. It's well worth the money, um, and you're you're not going to second guess it after you've had it on a few times. Uh, with that being said, we will see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. <laughs>